0: Well, there we go. Hi, folks. Welcome into another edition of Unanchored Boston with Bob LaBelle. I'm Mike Lynch. And as always, our show is brought to you by Cold Springs RV, your destination for all things camping. And where? We're in New Hampshire, of course. And by the great George Gray, the big wheel, we call him at George Gray's Lexington Toyota. Mm-hmm. All right. Speaking of big wheels and back by popular demand is our friend and linebacker Ted Johnson. And as always, Bob Lobel handles the
1: intro. So, Robert, mm-hmm. take it away. Well, Teddy doesn't need any intros. I mean, I think you <laughs> know it's you're pretty rare that we've had you somebody back so quickly. But you're you know I'm honored, Bob. You know, I'm you're, honored. Not, you're honored. We're honored to have you. But you're hot. You know, I know when you're hot, you're hot. <laughs> and, uh, it's one of the great songs of all times, by the way. And That's first right. of all, again, for those people that didn't see the original uh, Ted Johnson podcast, which was about a month ago. Just explain the painting, painting behind you, and the picture behind you, because you can't talk about you without talking about that picture.
2: Right, this is uh, this is one of my favorite pictures. It's from a, a, an artist uh, slash photographer. His name's Peter Lick. Uh, he's got an um, amazing galleries. Uh, you know the the one that one that I would recommend if you're ever in Las Vegas uh, at the. Uh, uh, Caesar's, Caesar's uh, shops is it's phenomenal gallery there Peter Lake. You walk into one of his uh, galleries and you all walk out with one of his uh, with one of his paintings pictures and so I have about four of a, four of his a uh, couple are in storage and a couple are hanging in uh, in my house. I've I've loved it. I, I bought this probably twenty years ago. He's uh, he's incredible. So if you ever get a chance to uh, purchase one of his. For, Photographs slash artworks. You will uh, you won't be uh, disappointed. It's 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 great. And this one back here is called Ghost. That's the name of this this one. Uh, this was taken in uh, in Lake in the caves of Lake Powell. Lake Powell borders the four states: Arizona, California, uh, uh, New Mexico, and Utah. And so that's a beautiful lake. And so these are in the caves of uh, of Lake Powell there um, out there out west. So great great stuff from Peter Lake.
1: First of all, if we're going to Las Vegas, it's doubtful we'll go to an art gallery. Fair (laughs) enough. All right, that's fair enough. Okay, starting right there. (laughs) I get it. But I don't know. I know you get it. But I'm not only do we get this, but we get a a geographical orientation of Lake Powell and the Four Corners. And there you you go. It's your country. It's your kind of country. I I get it. That's what that's what Ted Johnson's all about.
2: That's right. I am. I am a. I'm a SoCal Western. You know, West Coast kind of guy at heart. At the end of the day. So I, I do enjoy my time out west when I get a chance to go out there.
1: Is there a chance? And I, I'll shut up in a minute, Lynchy, okay? And
2: no, then, it's, then, it's no, a, no it's I'll shut up.
1: A so take it away. Uh, is there a chance? Is there any chance we won't talk about Mac Jones today and Bill Belichick? Is there any chance this will ever go away? I mean, it is this relentless drumbeat, relentless. I don't remember ever. I can't even – you know, usually it was some Red Sox player that was the end of of everybody's anger. Yeah. But this has been constant. Mac Jones, how many reps did he get? Bailey Zappi, what's wrong with the quarterback? What's wrong with the coach? He's too old. Where's he going to go? Da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Over. Yeah. You know, and I'm I, I, guilty. We've done our share. Uh, it's the reason – one of the reasons you're here, because you, you've been very outspoken about this mm-hmm. uh, right from the get-go, before anybody even dared to talk about it, whispered. It was like criticizing Jesus for crying out loud. <laughs> but, you know, you were out there, and uh, everything you said is coming to fruition. The guy's he's a psychological study, if nothing else, at this moment. All right, I'm done, yep. Lynchy I'm shutting up at the moment <laughs> until I get to the camper's RV, okay? <laughs>
2: I'll tell you, I tell you you know Bob and Mike it, it's it is you know you, obviously you guys have been you know covering uh sports in this town for a long time and you know for Loby for you to kind of you know talk in, in ways that you seem you know perplexed by it all is, is is it says something right I mean that this is where we're coming to that there's just this oh uh, I, I don't know this this uh this this intensity around the situation. And, and it's, it's, it's mostly because of the, you know, the players involved, but mostly because of Bill Belichick, I think what's where it's hard for people to kind of uh, process is just where we're at compared to where we used to be. Right. I mean, it's just all the success for so long and then to see where it's at, at this point, I think is from a, you know, a psychological standpoint it's just really difficult to explain However, I will I will say that, uh, you know, if you if you know the players involved, you know, if you particularly, you know, Robert Kraft, Bill Belichick, I feel like I have a pretty good beat on those guys that I've known for a very long time. I've done a lot of, uh, you know, contracts with Belichick. I played for him for for six years. I know the man pretty well. And he is a he is a study in, in, in psychology, trying to understand how he thinks, why he makes the decisions. What is really motivating him? Um, it, it's it's not like what you know a lot of us would think motivates him or how he thinks is 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 different than a lot of us. So it's it's a very difficult kind of uh, situation to to understand because of the complexity I think in Bill Belichick's personality. And so that's that's number one. That's what makes it so fascinating. And then I think it, it's just to see. Mac Jones, guys, I mean, it's, it's hard for me to unsee what I saw his rookie year. Now he wasn't – you know, it wasn't like he was a world beater his rookie year, but he looked like a competent, functional, uh, you know, more than serviceable quarterback in this league. And to see what we're seeing now – guys, I mean, I, 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 you guys can maybe compare it to, to something you've seen maybe in, in this sport or in another sport where you – I don't know if I've ever seen right in front of my eyes, uh, an athlete completely just melt down. Like, you know, it's been a slow kind of death here for, for Mac Jones, but it's nonetheless, I don't, I've never seen somebody start at this point and then end up where Mac is from a, you know, from a, you know, talent standpoint, he just is not the same player he once was just two years ago. And I think that's the most shocking thing. And, I think what's really shocking is just the, is that, you know, the coaches and Bill Belichick in particular, how really, I mean, how responsible they are for this. And I feel like they they could have changed the course of, of Max kind of, you know, playing and, and, and maybe, you know, he, they could have done a better job of, of helping the kid along. And they, it just didn't feel like Bill was really interested in doing that. And this is where we're at. And it's, it's hard because it's 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 shocking when you consider how great this franchise it was at one time. And to see where it's at is, is really kind of humbling for a lot of people and just hard to, to process at the end of the day. So
0: do you think that he got off the rails so far last year with Matt Patricia and Judge that no matter who they brought in to get him back on the rails this year, it was an impossible
2: task? You know, Mike, it, it was there was a residual effect from last year that's carried over into this year. There's no question about it, but I think you could have really helped yourselves. If, if, if you kind of nurtured the quarterback a little bit better, (laughs) let's just face it after what happened last year, you would think there would maybe be, okay, Hey, let's, let's get Mac in here. Let's get, let's get him uh, comfortable. Let's let's build up some trust because I lost the, the head coach, lost the trust of the quarterback last year. And I think it was the head coach's job to get the head quarterback back on, on track and and trusting. They need to, those two personalities needed to to trust one another after what happened last year. And I, I just don't think Belichick made any real effort to mend fences to, to kind of uh, bury the hatchet, if you will, and, and work from a clean slate this year. Um, There, there's just, there was no explanation for what happened last year and really no, no apologies, I think. and, you know, in Belichick, I and mean, we all know he's—it's—that's the last thing he wants to do—is as is have to, to to apologize to this, you know, to to Mac Jones of all people on on why he did what he did or explain why he did what he did, and so um, the I think just the relationship has deteriorated and soured, and that's the most important relationship on the team. I'm sorry, the coach and the quarterback have right. to be. Partners. There has to be a partnership. That's just how it works in today's. Now, 20 years ago, you know, that's it. They, you know, why, did, why does the head coach have to be best friends with the quarterback? He doesn't. But it's a different time now. It's a different era. It's a different, uh, you know, time for athletes. And, and Belichick has not adjusted to that. And he's, um, you know, instead of lifting up his guys, he's, you know, he's kind of coaching in the same way he always did, which back then the athletes responded to the way Bill coaches. Today's athlete doesn't as much, and particularly like a guy like a Mac Jones doesn't. And so it's an absolute mess. And, you know, I feel like it could have been resolved or at least looked a lot better if Bill Belichick was just willing to be humble himself, to, to start over, to admit his faults with Mac, to try and build that trust up. And I think that would have gone a long way into seeing, you know, into, you know, at least that would have helped Mac. I think better, you know, and more this year and, and help him get back on track from where he was his rookie year. But uh, they, they, you know, it didn't seem like Bill was really too uh, uh, motivated to do that. And so you, you have. You trust at all.
1: Mr. Johnson, you're, you're asking a guy to do the impossible. Yeah. I mean, let's face it for him to do that was, is not possible. I don't know if you saw Napoleon yet, the movie.
2: I haven't seen it. No. Do
1: yourself a favor and go see it in IMAX. Okay. A lot of you'll be amazed. There are scenes in Napoleon that look just like Belichick. I'm not. You know what? You think I'm making a joke? But there are times I saw the, you know, uh, Joaquin Phoenix who did a fantastic job being Napoleon. There are times he looked almost exactly like Belichick, even at the press conference you know, just grumpy all the time. And he would, ne- who would he apologize to
2: nobody right. ever. Yeah. yeah. And I'll, and I'll tell you, and that's, it, that just, that just doesn't work today. You, you know, like there's, you got, you know, the players got to feel like that the, the, the coaches are in it with them. Like that is, that is a partnership. It is from the very beginning. It has felt like it's the coaches over here and the players over here, and if the players don't do what the coaches want, then it's it's not going to work. And it's it all starts at the top. The guy who sets the tone, Belichick, also known as Napoleon, you know, he's he's got to set the entire tone. When he doesn't, hold, like for example this he week, he, was, like,
1: he should come out in his press conference with the hat on. That's that would be, would be
2: something, Uh Make a, you know just uh, you know have a little uh, humor, Bill. Why don't you come out with one of the yeah, Napoleon? right. That was, right. Get a good laugh from everybody, but you unite
1: people more with humor than you do with, you know, antagonism and fear.
2: It's amazing what you see. And that's, you know, they just real quick on that point, Bob. It, it's people go, well, what can they do to change things? What can they do to change things? It's like, well, you know, if you can't bring you know, people in, you know, it's this the roster set. But if Bill just changed his tone, his 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 is the way in which he communicates and, you know, he, his words are so impactful. His words mean so much to players. And if he just changed the tone of his message and I think lightened up a little bit and made it more fun, it didn't make make it going to work such drudgery, I think he would be amazed at the, the impact that would have and what he would get back. I think you would get players more focused. Ted, you know that's not possible. I think you're absolutely right. Yep. Your diagnosis is right
1: on. Your prescription is right on, but he's not going to take that medicine.
2: No, no, and so and so. This is where we're at. And I think we're at a point now, Bob and Mike. That that. So it's you know now. The question is, where do we go from here? And I think it's pretty obvious because he's not going to change. And it's it's so bad at this point. It's so toxic. It's so dysfunctional that things got to change, guys. And I'm I'm everybody I talk to is so confident that Bill is not going to be here next year, which I'm just. I'm a little bit uh concerned about that, that maybe that's not the case. I don't know why. I just don't know really I feel the same, it. feel exactly
1: the same way. Just because yep. that tide is just totally swung toward he's gone. It's just a right. no matter of where's he gonna go. Then all of a sudden it's gonna turn around and he's gonna end up showing showing up back here.
2: That- well, what do you, I mean, don't you guys doesn't it feel like there's so much work to get it? I don't
1: How do not know. that Well, you're the quarterback. Is that what you're saying, Mike? Yeah, yeah. You, the, the, you know,
0: I, I my mother sends me an email after every game. She's almost 92 years old. And she says I and she says she feels bad for the kid. And I I actually last the last game I felt bad for him. She says I, I say a rosary for him during the game. Oh, <laughs> and uh God bless we but, you know, I watched it last game, and, and, like, every time he's throwing in a triple coverage, I'm going, oh, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. And then he's throwing, like, the 10 feet over the tight end's head out of bounds. And, and I'm saying, the poor kid can't even throw an out pass now. He just doesn't have the confidence to do, to do anything. And you watch him coming off the field, and, you know, you just want to put your arm around his shoulder and say, listen, it's okay. Go someplace else. You know, we, we, we go back to Jim Plunkett. Things that work out for him here, and they worked out well for him someplace else. Um, and it's happened with a lot of quarterbacks. Brett Favre. Um, you probably could name three or four guys that 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 found success somewhere else. He's
2: not going to find success here, never. I agree. I think that ship. I think that ship has sailed. And and uh, you know, even if even if if uh, what you know, a lot of insiders will say is true that that Bill is is really truly going to be moving on from uh, from this team next year, and that he's got options other places, then I. I if you were to ask me, you know, a month ago when we were when we uh, did this and you said, you know, do you think Mac could maybe stay and, and work things out here in New England if Bill was gone? I said, I would have maybe said, yeah, there, there's a possibility. But I just think even if Bill's gone, you guys, I think Mac's got to get a fresh start somewhere else. I just think New England, the fans, everything needs to be flushed out and that that he probably does. It's probably in his best interest, Mike, to go somewhere else yeah. And to start all over, I just can't see him figuring it out here, even with if there's a new regime next year.
0: You know what? I'm I'm impressed with so far. We start this podcast today with Lobel and Ted Johnson talking about art galleries. Uh-huh. And then we're talking about Napoleon. And uh, this is the side of both of you guys that I've never seen before. I never thought that uh, we'd be sitting here. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of interested, like, where this conversation would go. Yeah. You know, in the next next half hour or so.
1: Well, let me tell you this: I had dinner with George Gray a couple nights ago, and we talked about cremation versus burial. So, if there's <laughs> anything else you want to go there, I said we're both at that age when we I said, well, you know, when I got on the podcast and I see Ted and Mike, I'm going to ask them: Are they going to be buried? Or are they going to be cremated? Which do they prefer? So, you, you want to know where they yeah. You want to know your direction? I have a list of things. Napoleon was just at the top. We haven't talked about David Beckham since. Okay,
2: so on and on it's we that go. time. <laughs> but for the record, cremation. I'm okay. I'm okay with that. Put me yeah. down for that. All right. Next help week. me, please. Help me. <laughs> I love it. I
0: love you, Michael, it.
1: you brought it on. You just brought. You I have just... made up my mind. I'll let you know when it happens. All right. All right. Fair mm-hmm. enough. send me a note. <laughs> Fair
0: enough. <laughs> Look, let me ask you this. You know, the old saying, and it's more in the NBA than any place else. They've tuned out the coach. They've tuned out the coach after a certain amount of years. Is it possible, people, players on that team, have tuned Bill out, especially the defense? You know, give up 10 last week, give up 10 in the game before that. You should win a football game if you give up 10 points. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty good defensive uh, 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 job for one afternoon.
2: Is it possible? They tuned him out. I think so. I think so, Mike. You know, and it's really the 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 way you can get the way that Bill got us. I'll, I'll just I'll, let's let's go back twenty three years or so years ago and, and go back to when he first got here. And how did he get, you know, my teams that I was on those early two thousand teams? How did he get us to buy in? And how did how does how does that guy that just seems miserable every single day of his life? Get all of us to rally and believe in him, and to buy what he was selling. It was this simple. He said, "Guys, if we do these things, we will win the football game." And we would go do those things, and we would win the football game. And then we started believing in Bill. And you know what we, we you know we uh, we we uh, we wanted more than anything was to win football games. Like that was just so. We had a really a lot of high-compete guys, very competitive guys, uh, very driven, um, and it was a unique uh, mixture of, of just very really talented players who had a really strong will to win. And we were willing to – we just wanted somebody to tell us what we needed to do to win the games. And Bill had good game plans, and he, he could scout the opponent, and he knew the other team's weaknesses, and he knew how to call a game, and he had really good – in-game decision making that uh, was part of it and and so we completely bought in to what he was selling bill doesn't have the same he's not he's the what he's selling these this team is not buying they there's just nothing that he's selling to them that is like worth really buying for these guys like a lot of the defensive stuff that he would do was cutting edge and next level 23 years ago. It's not as much anymore, right? And it's it's just not what he's doing now on defense isn't all that different than what a lot of other teams are doing. It's a, maybe a little bit of a wrinkle here and there, but for the most part, the book's out on what on what Bill Bill does. Everybody knows how Bill thinks on offense uh, and and defense now, so teams can scout the Patriots better, so they don't have the Patriots. Uh, I'm saying don't have that advantage. Um, having Bill Belichick as their coach as much anymore because a lot of what he made him so great is kind of what everyone else is doing now. And so the players just uh, aren't responding. And Bill clearly isn't. uh, The way that you get guys to buy in is you give them good schemes. You in-game manage the right way. You don't screw it up. And Bill, in-game management decisions have been awful. Um, There's a lot of you know, why don't you go for it on fourth down, Bill? Why are you playing conservative at the end of the game, Bill? You know, you know why are we running a casino blitz on third 10 when the Giants are on the Patriots' 12-yard line when it was not necessary to do that, and then they score a touchdown on you? You know, there's, there's a lot of decisions that Bill's making that players are looking at and going, why did you do that? Why did you start? Oh, yeah. Let me ask you
1: like a, a decision before the season started to trade your field goal kicker who was money for a seventh or a fifth round pick to Tennessee who's still, and is still money and then to bring in a rookie who can't kick a game tying 32 yard field goal. So that, that I would, my that would immediately say, okay, there's an example of exactly what we're talking about.
2: It, it's a, it's a great example. And just take it one further who had an, Another guy that uh highlight we highlighted this week, not only Nick Folk, who went to Tennessee, who used to be on this roster, who's twenty one or twenty two on his field goals this year. That's pretty good, huh? Lobi? <laughs> it's it's Jacoby Myers. Jacoby Myers had seven right. catches for seventy nine right. yards and a touchdown uh for, for the Las Vegas Raiders this week. He's 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 been unbelievable for the Raiders. Why can't we get guys like that, Lobie? Right? I mean it's that's another example where guys lose trust in Bill. And there's just so many decisions that he's made that have looked like it's just hasn't been in the best interest of the team. What he likes to say over and over again, players aren't buying that anymore. And so you, you see an unmotivated, uninspired football team, particularly on offense. A lot how, do you, how
1: do you blow it up? Now, this is the you hear this, you hear from, you know, Felger and Maserati and. I love those guys and all and everything else. But how do you fix it? How do you blow it up? How does Robert and Jonathan fix it? I mean, you get rid of you bring in uh, whatever. I don't know who you bring. How do you bring? How do you fix it? And you think it's yeah, just by getting a quarterback before you get
0: before you get to that point. Who do who is the executioner here, Robert or Jonathan? And does you either one of them have the guts?
2: To terminate Bill Belichick, I think that's the big question before you even get there. You know what? You know what's funny, Mike, is that a lot of people think that's the a crazy, crazy question. Like, well, I, can you? I can't even believe that that would be asked. But I would agree with you, Mike. I think it's not as easy as people think. Yeah, I think that's a hard. I think I think the crafts are wrestling with that decision. Um, but it, it, a decision has to be made, like right now. To me, in my mind, they they should already know. Um, and I'm hearing. I'll be honest, you guys. I hear. You know, I'm not. You know, I'm not a reporter. I'm not on the beat, and I'm not. You know, trying to uh, sift information from people. But you know, I hear things, and I'm. <laughs> I'm hearing that it's it's a, it's a foregone conclusion that that Bill isn't going to be here next year. That that's that's kind of uh, how it's it's being, uh, told to me is that Robert Kraft has kind of already made up his mind. I. I feel like I'm kind of like, when you lobby, I don't know I'll believe it when I see it kind of thing, but that's what I'm, what I'm being told, but it's not going to be easy. Right. It, it's just, there's, I don't, think
1: you, I don't think the word fire, you fire somebody. That means somebody says a decision. I don't want you here anymore. Yeah. Leave. Right. That is very harsh, but there, there can be gentler ways as Lynch and I both know kinder, mm-hmm. maybe not kinder, but certainly gentler ways of just not renewing your contract and, you know, just different ways of parting. And there's always going to be a financial reward because it's in his contract. Obviously he's going to get a chunk of money if they part ways, but there might be some other, you know, there are other concessions that can, can take place. I'm, all I'm saying is that a severance here and now is not in anybody's best interest. Mm-hmm. Crafts or Belichick. So but
2: a gentle, let's
1: go, it's time to go our different ways. Little-
2: see, I don't think it's gonna be that's what I think. That's what I'm hey, get your popcorn ready. I'm kind of like, okay, what's gonna happen is this gonna be a gentle exit, or as you know, uh what Gers Casper likes to say, there's gonna be an elegant solution to to how ha- just, I'm not anticipating it guys. I'm, I'm feeling like this could get ugly. I can't see sitting yeah, there going, you know, uh, you know, Kraft's if cause if Kraft fires him, then he's got to pay him for what is being reported is another year. Cause supposedly bill has a contract through next year and, and the Kraft doesn't want to pay him. Well, Bill's going to basically say, look, I'm not going to retire and I'm not going to resign. You're going to have to fire me and pay me. And that's not really what probably Kraft wants to do. And so, and at the end of the day, I think that's what Kraft has to do. Is if you if you know, forget trying to trade them, because I think if you try to trade them, you you got to get three parties to agree on the same thing. You have to get the team that you're trading to, to agree to it. You have to get Kraft to agree to it, and you have to get Belichick to to agree to it. I just think that is a lot of work, and it's going to be not as easy as just finding a team that's okay with trading and bill doesn't want to get traded to a team that's giving up a draft pick to get him right because
1: right that's logical i mean right. there's so many different levels to this there's so many different as you you're bringing up all of them mike thought it was you know maybe it's the quarterback but the other point of, is it jonathan or is it robert okay or is it both of them so all these all these levels are at play here and all of them are worth a discussion but it keeps going round and around and around and yeah. You, the point
0: you can bring Shakespeare in now, Bob. You can say parting is such sweet sorrow. So now we have oh, got Peter Lick. Oh my God! We've got Napoleon it's and now
2: Shakespeare. Shakespeare, right. yeah,
1: pretty good.
2: Yeah. Yeah. you I, I would guess of the three of us, you're the only one that would probably reference uh, Shakespeare. we <laughs> <laughs> give him too much
1: credit, Taylor. <laughs> <That's> <laughs>
2: <fair> <laughs> but to answer, you know, just to answer the Robert Kraft, Jonathan Kraft uh, question, yeah. I think it's, I think it's, I think it's Robert Kraft. I mean, if you listen to If you listen to uh, Bill O'Brien, you know, in the last month or so in his press conference, he's referenced Robert Kraft a couple of times when it comes to making decisions actually on the quarterback position. So Robert is involved in personnel decisions still. Like I think Robert had a hand in drafting Mac to some degree. I think Robert has had a hand in. Mac playing this year or not playing this year to some degree, not not all of it, but I think he's had influence uh, and input in that. And so I think at the end of the day, it's still Robert Kraft wants to be the what, the head decision maker and really hasn't passed the torch to Jonathan, at least from my perspective and what I'm told.
0: Who wants the blood on their hand? Who wants to be? Is they going to be Pontius Pilate or are they going to say I did it? It's uh, I I made the decision.
2: Who's going to have the blood in their hands? It's nobody, nobody, everybody's trying to make, not get caught with the, with the weapon in their hand there. That is what you have right now is all parties are, it's not me. Look at that guy. It, it is. That's where we're at right now. And I know you guys have seen that dynamic played out and probably all, the all over the years on, on the different.
1: happened with Dan Duquette. That's the only one that I can kind of remember that was, Dan was walking around spring training. He was the only one that didn't that knew or didn't know he was about to be fired. Hmm. I was just really, really bizarre. Remember that Lynchy? Yeah, so yeah. bizarre. And uh, but I can't remember any other thing close to this. Uh, really? Tom Tom Landry comes to mind. Um, but I mean, you know, in Boston, I'm in here.
0: But I mean, this this is very similar to to. I mean, they got a new owner, Jerry Jones came in, but you know, I mean, how do you fire Tom Landry? And how do you fire Bill Belichick? Well, Tom Landry did get fired and Bill Belichick may get fired.
1: How do you
2: fire Bill Parcells? Yeah. And, and, and right. And, and and, Lobby, and, and and the word is, you know, the craft has never, never lived that one down that he still has issues with people blaming him for, for letting go of Parcells. So can you imagine the trepidation he might have uh, as far as being known as the guy that fired, you know, Bill Belichick don't, you guys know the egos on these guys. I mean, that's – their legacy is yeah. – you know, look, we all care about our legacy. Like all of us, we all we all want oh – but they obsess over it, right?
1: It's a bad time to start thinking about our legacies. <laughs> 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 Should have thought about it 30 years ago.
2: <laughs> right? But, but, but you think about that. Think about how different – and that was always fascinating to me is that when Tom left, I, I was so – shocked that Belichick left himself so exposed. You, okay, Bill? You don't want Tom anymore? You're going to give him low ball uh, offers. You're going to basically engineer it so that he leaves because that's really what Bill wanted. He didn't he didn't want Tom as his quarterback anymore. He wanted to show everybody he could do it without Tom. And I just was kind of I was like I thought Bill was smarter than that. He but I, but you know what? Hubris, ego, uh, you should never underestimate that. Uh, oh, yes. okay. Napoleon
1: made some mistakes too along the line.
2: There you go. He had, he had his own Waterloo. There water you, there <laughs> you <laughs> go. it's so it, it's, it's, I guess my point is when Tom moved on, Bill's legacy was still, it was incomplete. And everybody thought it was cemented that no matter what Tom did and what Bill did after Tom left, that it didn't matter. Are you kidding me? It's- it was the shortest,
1: it was the shortest running argument in the history of Boston sports Brady or Belichick? Yep. Brady
2: or Belichick?
1: Yep. That argument lasted a year and a
2: half. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I so it's, it's...
1: okay. Who did you pick? Yeah, last time we did this? Who did you pick to ride across country with you?
2: Oh, I, I did. Oh, I picked um, my man. Oh, Don't think about it because you're going to get a chance again.
1: Okay. You can uh. kick him out and you can kick him out in Kansas City and pick up a new dri- <laughs> a new rider.
2: <laughs> okay, fair enough. All right, very good. All right, just
1: let me run through this about uh, winter storage and how important it is. As you must know, it's time for think about the winter storage of your vehicle at Cold Springs RV in Ware, New Hampshire. So you might as well start getting ready for 2024. We are we're getting our teams lined up. We're worrying about the in in season tournament with the Celtics. Oh God, can they please win the season tournament somehow? Please figure out a way score 200 points a game. RV, Cold Springs RV, the latest in pop-ups, travel trailers, fifth wheelers, and motorhomes. Go to ColdSpringsRV.com, learn more about it, see them all. Uh, winter storage, and so important, winterizing. Uh, they have a service RV, service center, uh, especially for the winterizing of your trailers. So get the Cold Springs RV in Ware, New Hampshire, which is just west of Goffstown and north of Haverhill. And now, Ted, you, I don't know if you remember, Lynch, you go ahead. This is where you, you you deal with your question, which is the highlight of the show.
0: Well, you know, uh, remember for those who are tuning in for the first time, uh, it's still in the in the planning stages. The the lobby, uh, um RV. Oh yeah, uh, been the for a long time. I know. Well, it's like, do uh, you think they built the uh, the first? Uh, no, no, Rome was not uh, built Atlanta, 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 yeah. the, moon, the Shakespeare, think Shakespeare, Shakespeare did, did everything that that fast.
1: You no, know, Napoleon took him a while to get three no, million. And
0: Peter Lick probably did, it took him a long time to build the Bill Gallery. But um <laughs> you, you, get to, <laughs> you get to you get to you get get the Lobby crews to go cross country. We'll fly you back home. You get to take anybody with you that you want to ride shotgun, somebody past, present, alive, or deceased, and somebody that you really would like to drive cross country with and have them ride shotgun. You can do and, it now.
1: Uh, we'll pull it out of winter storage for you. We'll do it now. <laughs> Go to Arizona now. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah.
2: Well, you know, I remembered, and I, I remembered who who I who I would uh, would with me, and so I I remember it was Matthew McConaughey because I'm a I'm a Texan, and yeah. I and uh, Matthew's really uh, was... from Boston, and I just I I you know some people might say you know he, he's full of he's full of baloney I, I find the guy interesting. I I just and you know what and I think I don't know if I told you, but I I have this this fascination with actors like i want to be an actor so bad you know and i'll and i'll never be one i, I i'd suck don't at say it
1: but, that. huh no look at Charles now he's a star on cnn for trying So don't, <laughs> don't, ever count, don't ever count yourself out believe right. me. you got one
2: fair enough I, I i gotta stop i gotta stop doing that i don't catch myself out no, I'll,
1: I'll,
0: I'll down ted all, all right so we're gonna take you took matthew the first time now you have a different
2: choice this time. Uh, who am I going to take this time? Uh, you know, that's a that is a good question. You know, I, I'm going to take I'm going to take a former teammate of mine who I ran into about a month ago. Um, I'm going to take me. Me and Mike we are going to go cross country. Vrabel oh. um, is one of the more unique uh, individuals you'll ever meet. I uh, I got to see All him right. at, at uh, the his uh, Hall of Fame induction. First time I've really been back to Foxboro in a, in that kind of capacity. Um, And so I was, uh, I was, it was very nice to get uh, a warm welcome, but it was great to see Mike and, and talk, uh, talk a little bit about his career on the panel that was uh, up there for his, uh, his uh, hall of fame into the Patriots hall of fame induction. And so Mike's one of the more fascinating guys uh, I've ever met. And, um, and so Braves would probably be one of my top guys that I want to go cross country with guy. I just, I love the guy and I admire him. Um, and I, 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 he's just, he's just a fun guy to be around. And so that would probably be my much, that would be a lot of fun. McConaughey and Vrabel. That's a good, that's a fun group right there.
0: Now who would do more talking in that, in
2: that trio right there? Vrabel, McConaughey, or you? It would be, it would be a fight between McConaughey and, and Vrabel, but Vrabel will take, will win. And, And, and I could see them getting into these really deep philosophical, uh, you know, kind of, uh, debates, and if you, I've always said this, you're going to chance to uh, debate Mike Vrabel in anything. Good luck. Uh, <laughs> and my, you know, it's, it's, it's not going to be the, the, when it comes to ger- uh, verbal jousting, nobody is better than, than Mike Vrabel. And so, um, he's, he's, he's got opinions for days and he's not afraid to share them. And he usually, uh, more times than not, will, uh, will just slaughter you in any, in any real debate. And so I think, uh, I think at the end of the day, Vrabel would would uh, would probably dominate the conversation in that uh, group.
1: You leave New England and, and campers showcase, uh, and get to Nashville and as a Titan coach, and then leave there as a Patriot coach on the way back.
2: Hey, that's that's the word, maybe Loby. That's that's the so word. So would you
1: join him on his staff if he came back? <laughs> you know what. What if he asked you, Ted? I want you to be my linebacker coach.
2: I, I would. It would be hard. It'd be hard for me to say no. It would be. It would. it would be hard for me to say no. And I'm at a time now when my my son's about to graduate from high school, so I'm kind of looking for something in my next chapter here of of my life uh, here. And so, if if Raven was to ask me to coach linebackers, and I'd be happy. See, I'm not, I'm not a guy that needs to be the head coach. I I would be really uh, happy just coaching my linebackers, connecting with just those guys. I don't need the stress of it all. You know, I look at these guys as head coaches. They look – a lot of them look miserable. The stress <laughs> – you know, and I'm not not—I'm not wired that way. I i, I got to keep the stress level down. And so um, just well, – be How would
1: you go, Ted, defensive coordinator, or how high would you go without the stress?
2: D coordinator would be – the I would be happy as a clam, coaching uh, maybe being a D coordinator. Um, you know and and then I, I get to it's funny I'm I'm starting to get in a weird place in my where I could see you know my son's uh you know he's gonna go play at a soccer at Middlebury college a small school up in Vermont it's not that
1: small a school and it's everybody knows Middlebury college Middlebury's got a great reputation
2: they they, they do but you you're you, right and, you know I, I guess I walk on their campus and it's it, it reminds me of like a mini boulder right I mean so you got you know uh-huh it's, it's, it's comparatively speaking to where I went to school, it's, it's a small school, but I get your point, Bob. It's, 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 it is, it's a bigger school for, for the NESCAC schools, but I don't know. I see those kids out there and they're all just, you know, they're playing football, not to go to the NFL. They're playing football because they love to play football. Yep. They're there to get a good education and they're going to go be engineers and doctors and lawyers and, and important people in the world. And so their football days will be done. There's a part of me that can uh, – that has this kind of uh, connection to that that player and to that that person. So I, I think I can enjoy something like that. But that would be – that would probably be it as far as coaching. Coach linebackers, I would love to get so – This is why you want Vrabel with you on the van, so you can,
1: you know, <laughs> chat him up and – Work all these things out, right? No, no, Mike, you know, by the time you're going to leave New England – by the time you come back, you'll be the def- defensive coordinator under and Mike Vrabel.
0: And Vrabel won't, won't be going to uh, Hook'em Horns games. He'll be going to uh, the Patriots games on the sidelines. This will be like James Gardner he used to show up at the um, Raiders' sidelines all the time. We could have uh, uh, Matthew McConaughey come come to the game. It oh, be, he, great. He'd be playing probably Bon Jovi. Instead of Bon Jovi <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> being the local celebrity,
2: it would be uh, There you go. I like yeah. it. James Gardner, great pull, man. That was, yeah. was a stud, James Garner. I didn't realize he was—he was a, he was a uh, Oakland Raider fan, huh?
0: Oh my God, he was on the sidelines every game, playing clothes. Well, so he
2: yeah. sit with
1: Kraft too. I mean, it's not Taylor Swift, but you know, at least it's—you know—it's somebody. It's—it's it's in that ilk,
2: you know. It's—it's it's a special. Oh, it, it is. Yeah. You know, it was interesting. Is that I—I I, uh, speaking of the, the uh, Raiders, they had—I didn't realize uh, Tom Hanks was a huge Raider fan. I found out he wrote a letter to the family of Kenny Stabler. Um, really? I guess he wrote a letter to the family when Kenny Stabler passed, and it was he was uh, I think, um, I think Kenny Stabler he's in the, in the in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He wrote a letter to the yeah. family saying how much uh, he was a big fan of their of the of Kenny's and, and their family. So uh, random, random. A lot of these uh, famous actors, their their they're fandom and some of their sports teams are. I always find that fascinating to find out when they when they share that. Hey, you did think- you ever uh, ski
0: when you were in Colorado?
2: I did. I yeah. not a lot, but I I, I did. We you have uh, you, we took advantage of some of the the discounts that students get um, at, at some of the ski resorts. I mean, some of the best ski resorts uh, you know in the country are in, in right outside of Boulder. So I took advantage of that. I absolutely love love uh, snow skiing. One of my favorite activities. Yep.
0: Not any contract. That you, did
2: you do it uh, on on the sly, or were you allowed to do it? No, nope. it was it was it was at, you know, do it at your own risk. I'm trying to remember the language. I think there's, it's not specific to snow skiing, but risky activities that you are, that is, that was on you, but it was, I didn't do it a lot, Mike and, and, and Bob, I didn't do it a lot, but I, 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 every now and then I would, I would take my chances and go out there, especially in Colorado or if I was ever out West in Utah, big wide runs.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, it's, you ski in the East. Yeah, ja, you know you might never come back the steep the <laughs> ice the, the the narrow uh trails uh the people are out of control and there's just much more opportunity to uh hurt yourself there's snowboards the snowboards will just drive you crazy yeah, yeah. I, I i always see snowboarders on their butts not snowboarding right so <laughs> uh no thanks i'm a two-plane guy for sure yeah. plus
1: there are moguls out there.
2: Yeah. Watch out for the moguls. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, yeah, no thanks. It's, uh, I, I was never, I was never able to ski the bumps. Uh, it's just not my thing. Put me on just regular groomed trails, wide trails. And, uh, and, and I'm happy, uh, happy with that.
0: Newmeyer and I went on an American Airlines trip with Bernie Ouellette and we went to Breckenridge. Oh, is that nice? Perfect. Nice. I mean, huh? just, just tailor-made for the intermediate scared skier. You know, it was so wide and the, the, Gradual slopes, you know, like four mile run would take you a half hour to get down. And then I come back here and I go up to a place like Adatash, just like skiing on the Empire State Building, like straight down,
2: you know? It's true. <laughs> it, and it's, I mean, it, it takes you, it'll take you 25, 30 minutes to get to the top of some of these mountains on a gondola in yeah. out west, right? I yeah. mean, where, you know, on, on the east, it's, it takes you all of, you know, three minutes to get to the top. It's, so it's, <laughs> It's a it's totally different scene experience. No, no question.
1: There's the, ice. There's the ice. There's no better place than Park City. Okay, well, let's shut up about this for a second. If you yeah. want to go right huh. – you said your son's going to Middlebury to play soccer. Yes, sir. So if you watch this the Beckham thing on Netflix? I haven't I haven't watched it yet. Is you that to that see you? it, Ted. you got to see right. it. This about kid, his impact on, on – The next David Beckham. Tom Brady and David Beckham have a lot in common.
2: Oh, oh, I have to. I have to check it out. I, uh, I, I have, I've, I've, I've heard about it, um, and and I'm guessing it goes back to the, his time when he when he entered the MLS as a big, big, uh, you know, world world star. He's got, he's but you know, the whole the
1: whole career is it's okay. a remarkable story. Plus, posh spice is hot. <laughs> <laughs> I like <love laughs> it. Bobby. Don't I'm ever say it. I'm just passing it. You know, <laughs> I know. You're not gonna. He I hadn't noticed that myself. I have to say. <laughs> Thank you for being well, You're my linebacker coach right now. You okay. <laughs> <That's> the test. <laughs> Good. All right. Now, if you're, if
0: you're the linebacker coach, though, will Rabel let you come on the podcast? If who? No. Rabel's the head coach, and you're the linebacker coach or the de- defensive coordinator,
2: will he let you come on this show? Oh, uh, he. that would be part of my contract. I'd have to he'd be allowed to come on unanchored uh, with Mike Lynch and Bob LaBelle at at any time. So I would not – I would make that a contractual uh, kind of thing. If there was going to be a problem with that, then I'm getting it in my contract that I can talk to you guys anytime I want.
0: (laughs) Deal. I like it. All right. Very good. So – Go ahead. I mean, where are we going from here? We've got how many games left? Uh, Six games games left. left, Six games left and – you know, it's almost like, what's the point? I mean, what, what are they playing for? the 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 attack. Well, it's not easy to do. Uh, you know, every that's a big that's you get a lot of attention. I mean, they need a quarterback. Uh, isn't the there are some- thing of,
1: isn't that a kind of a myth when you look at uh, Purdy and Brady, and you see guys, you know, that either weren't picked or were picked low. It, it's such a crapshoot. Yeah, yeah. You need guys, guys that are picked high. You know, don't necessarily are guaranteed. So, why play the tanking game? I mean, it's different in the NBA. Yep. I think it's a lot different in the NBA, where the talents are much more transferable.
2: It's it's different than the NBA, Bob, and and, and even you know, uh, like Major League Baseball. I've seen tanking work. I was uh, you know, I, I did radio in Houston for for seven years, and I saw the Astros literally lose you know a hundred games. You know. You know, two three years in a row, and then build up their team by getting high draft picks because they suck for so long, and then go win the World Series in 2017. Like, okay, that, that work that you see it work in baseball. You've seen it maybe work uh, in basketball. It just that doesn't work in football. And I'm kind of amazed. I, it's kind of a, a shocking to me doing just hearing fans this year talk like fans used to talk in Houston when I covered the Texans and, and they wanted the Texans to tank, you know, it, it's just kind of shocking to hear this fan base talk like I, that. when You consider the success we've had, but that's true. what fans want them to tank. And I, I just, I can't, I don't see it. I can't, it's not in my nature. I, I you to ask, you know, you could engineer it in a way so that, you know, they tank, right. You can play players that maybe, you know, aren't, aren't uh, that good. And then, so it's going to, engineer a loss by, by, by just who you play and the scheme. are well, not you hear when
1: Castle threw the pass, the extra point passed into the, uh, and so you guys ended up playing Jacksonville instead of whoever it was. I was, I, mean, I wasn't
2: on the team, but I remember that story. He threw it up in the stands so he could get, they engineered it so that they got Jackson or yeah, it was Jacksonville in the first yeah, round. weaker the-
1: opponent in the playoffs than he, than he would have he got yeah. him to the next round anyway. Right? Yeah.
2: And, and I, you know, what's interesting though about the tanking guys is just, that I, you have, you, I, I think if you were if you were being honest with the if the owner was being honest, Robert Kraft about the situation, my guess is he would be quite pleased with a higher draft pick. I just can't imagine Belichick. I, I can't imagine him trying to lose games because of the Schuler record, which I'm being told he is obsessed with. Like that, it is something that he really wants. So that is. Counter to what maybe some of the uh, the higher ups in the organization want, like so, you have these two conflicting kind of views on how these last six weeks should play out. Um, my guess is I could see Kraft kind of looking at his brand's taking a hit if it people think this is the low point. What happened last week was the absolute low point. I don't know. It could still get lower. With six weeks left, it can continue to go down uh even lower and so my oh, yeah. guess is at the end of the day truly more than anything and Lobo, you said it it's a crapshoot. so whether you get the second pick or the fifth fifth pick i think the best thing that for this team to do you guys is to try and win as many games as you can to kind of every with every win for at least a week or so you kind of keep the dogs at bay um but if you continue to lose all it does is pile on and pile on and it's Fascinating, too, to think about after this game on Sunday against the Chargers, guys, that I believe it's three games in a row are that are going to be nationally televised games. Like, it's a Thursday night game, a Monday night game, and then a Christmas Eve game right. against the Denver Broncos. And so – They have Pittsburgh, Kansas City, and Denver next. Yep. And they're all nationally televised games. I guess the point I'm trying to make is it can get lower because now the national – audience is going to be seeing how bad uh, it is, uh, not just us local guys covering the team. So they
1: have six six games, all of which they could lose without any imagination, except they play the Jets the last game of the season with Aaron Rodgers, probably presumably a quarterback. Yeah. So That's it's like theoretically they could lose the next six games without, <laughs> without even trying, No, without even tanking.
2: You're right, and and I just I don't know I I just that's that's a it's a shocker. I mean I don't know what five or six wins sounds a whole lot better than just two wins. Two wins is an absolute abject you know failure, and uh, no one's no one saw. I I mean I saw I saw at best eight wins, which is look eight eight nine. I thought but going into eh, that's respectable. It's not great, but I I didn't see this quite happening. And, And you're right, a two win. Season is on the table. I don't. If you can't beat the Colts, and you can't beat the Giants, and you can't beat the you know the Washington Commanders with a fifth-round draft pick rookie, then who who can you beat? I, I just don't. I don't see it. So a two-win season is is really on the table.
0: It's very very similar to what the Jets have been going through with with Zach Wilson, right? Um, same same it's kind of same thing. thing. I mean, we're just a step behind them. And what they're going through—they're now, you know, running a backup quarterback and wondering if Aaron Rodgers will or should come back. And they've given up on their quarterback; he's done in New York. Mac Jones is done here. And there's two guys taken in the first round, second pick and 15th overall pick.
2: Yeah, yep. So it's a just it's just kind of uh, that bolsters the the you know what Bob was saying that there is no there's no guarantees. I mean, you look at what happened this year and this year's uh, rookie draft class with the quarterbacks you know, what Carolina's going through versus what the Texans are going through. You know, I mean, yeah. Carolina, the first overall pick with their guy, it looks like that was a complete swing and miss where, you know, the Texans got the second quarterback off the board and you see how they're rolling. So it's, you know, the, you use the term crapshoot, Loby, and I'll never forget a discussion I had with Pete Carroll right before a draft. I don't know if it was the 98 draft, the 99 draft, where we were working out. Uh, before the before the draft, the morning of, and I'll never forget Pete just saying, "Ted, it's a crapshoot." It, I mean, that's a head coach, and he's like, "You know, we 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 do our best. We try and study, and we try and get as much information on these guys. But at the end of the day, you really don't know what you're getting until you get it and you find out and you go through it. So it's 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 so true. So tanking to me is is not a good strategy because there's no guarantee." That's gonna uh, pay dividends, either.
0: Well, you know, um, you're absolutely right about that. Let me ask you something. Uh, you, you said at the beginning of the show, you know Robert very well, you know Bill very well. You've done a couple of contracts with him.
2: Do you, did you ever sit in a negotiation with Bill? No, but I would love to. I would love to be a fly on the wall in a lot of meetings with Bill. Um, but nope, that was uh, that was you know I. I should ask my agent, my agent, Jack Mills. He's, uh, he's out there. On board. I, I should ask him how those, some of those meetings, were. I, I, I would love to, but no, I've never, I've never sat in one of those. Um, you, didn't I, want it, really. you know,
1: you probably at some level didn't want to know.
2: You're probably right. No, you're, you're, you're probably right. Um, I can't imagine it being too fun for the player. Um, uh, and, and, and you know, Bill's very, you know, it, it's just, it's fascinating. So it, a negotiation, is almost is, is almost the wrong term to use when it comes to uh, that process uh, of, of getting a contract with the Patriots you don't negotiate with the Patriots you are you' are, you are you know, made an, there's an offer and either you accept it or you don't so what, what is my what is my point my overall point is Bill has a number in which he thinks you're worth and if you ask for a dollar more, You're, you're who who, who, I know exactly what your worth is. You're telling me, you don't, I, I know. And if you don't accept my offer, then, then they move on. That, that happens all the time with bill. Bill doesn't negotiate. He puts a number. He says, this is what we're offering and you take it or you don't. There might be some little things in there. Like if you're trying to, if you really want to squeeze it, uh, you know, as much as you can out of that 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 uh, you know that you know that negotiation with bill then you you know he, he might he might say oh you want you want more money okay well it's gonna be incentive laden and and it's gonna be uh playtime percentages and it's gonna be if you hit you know this many plays and it's gonna nickel and dime you and it's gonna be it's just not a fun process. So the point is you don't negotiate with Bill. He gives you a contract offer that he thinks you're worth and you either accept it or you don't and the guys that accept it will play here for a longer, they will be given, um, some, uh, you know, some perks, maybe, a, you know, get a captain captain position, um, you know, be treated a little bit different, but if you want to fight them and you want to negotiate back and forth and you ask, you you know, you don't just take what he gives you, then you are going to pr- find out that, uh, you know, you, you made a mistake, you know, you either accept his offer or, or he moves on from you, or he will make your life hell until your contract expires, and then you can go move on. So go
1: see Napoleon, okay? Go see Napoleon and see how he <laughs> dealt go. with, his, you know, yeah. King, Emperor, whoever was over him that running the country, and then you find out who's really in charge. Yeah, you know, you want to win the war? Do you want me to take Austria? Do you want me to take Italy, or or do you want somebody else to do it or right. try? I'll right. either get it. I'll do it. Or do you want somebody else to try to do it?
2: Oh, yeah.
1: That that kind of thing. I'm not trying to spoil the movie for you. I'm just saying there's a very strong similarity here.
2: I, I, I can imagine, you know, and I really can. And it's, you know, what's fascinating. It's just there's the psychology around a lot of the contracts is, you know, if you just take David Andrews, for instance, you know, David Andrews, it's kind of a fascinating thing. Like, if you just take the example of David Andrews, David Andrews was a free agent years ago. And he was given an offer before he reached free agency from the Patriots. It was a really a low ball offer. And that like most of them, like, they're just so like, are you kidding? Like Tom Brady found out it. like it's like, yeah, you make you made an offer to retain me. But it was so low that it, it you perceive it as not a real offer. Right. Because it's so low. So what the Patriots said is like, hey, David, you know, go out. Free agency comes. Find you know, find a contract. If, if if you find something you like, come back, let us know, and then, and then we'll go from there. David Andrews went out, found that he had no suitors, nobody that wanted to sign him. So he comes back to the Patriots. And you know what the Patriots do? The offer they had made him originally before he left free agency, they lowered it. They lowered the offer so that when he comes back hat in hand, it says, you know, I don't have another contract for you to kind of work off of. So, you know, is can I take that that offer you were uh, you know you're you're originally offering? No, we're gonna we're gonna lower it. We're when gonna you, lower it. Actually.
1: When you say the Patriots, who specifically are you talking to? Bill
2: about? Belichick. Sorry, okay. Bill Belichick. All right, that's that's a, that's that should be a, a clear distinction. But so Bill lowers the offer, and then and then David accepts it, and David's seems happy and he's been here for a long time but that from a psychological standpoint that is that that hurts as a player man and now david would say that that uh that bill belichick gave him all the chances that no one else believed in him and so there's a loyalty there but it's it's bill does that all the time i mean that's a tough tough thing and that's just how we that's how he operates and you know what today's athlete isn't going to isn't going to operate like David Andrews does anymore. Like, you know, those – because you would come back to this team and take – I took bad offers from Bill mostly because I wanted to win and I was on teams that I knew could win. And so if you're not winning, guys aren't going to be taking discounted contracts anymore like they used to, like David Andrews did, like I have. And so it's just – it's a different – Bill's still conducting business like – it was 20 years ago, and these guys are looking at them like, yeah. I mean, they don't have hardly anybody signed up for next year. There's there's going to be almost two-thirds of this roster is not under contract next year because so many guys are like, no, I'm good. I'm sure – what it, Bill's made offers to guys, but they won't accept it because the probably offers are so bad. And guys are like, why am I going to take this crappy offer when you when we're not even winning? And so that's where we're –
0: at right now guys add, th- 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 what happened to richard seymour all pro traded logan mankins traded does that have an effect does that cause you to say geez if i buck the system and say no to this i'm probably going to wind up being traded to arizona or some godforsaken place does that enter your mind Arizona you is think-
1: not a godforsaken place by the way <laughs> i Didn't love
0: We're
2: right.
0: playing, play, playing football Okay.
2: okay,
1: I'm just saying it's just not a
0: godforsaken
1: place.
2: <laughs> I, 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 I was trying to quote Shakespeare. I couldn't come up with it. Oh yeah, no,
1: that's all right. It's,
2: <laughs> I co sign on that on that lobby, but uh, you know, it's yeah. So, I, do you yeah, think about it? You 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 don't you don't now you don't like Tom Brady's not here. So guys, it's it's like now now guys don't you know they have no problem. I think. Leaving this, this the Patriots, the whole Patriot experience, the Patriot way, the the winning, all this—that's gone. Everybody sees it. No, it's it's the Patriots are like any other franchise struggling to get out of uh, out of the muck, and and they're they're a franchise right now that is it's not even close to being looked at and considered uh like today what it used to be looked at, and so guys have no problem like what you see on this team is a lot of independent contractors that they, they they were given a, a, a contract offer they're here they're getting their jo- they're doing their jobs and they're gonna move on there's nobody I don't feel a sense of 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 like hey I want to be part of something great here this is I want to be on a, a you know on a winning team it's like they're here to punch in and to punch out <clears throat> That's what you. That's what you see right here, and that's the way it's going to be, moving forward. If Belichick is still in charge, because it just you know, it, it everybody sees that it's just not the same. That the head coach isn't the same. He's not coaching the same, and people still think he's a great coach. Are you kidding me? Like, how can you say he's a great coach? There's enough evidence that says the contrary. He's, you know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't feel comfortable, just given. For somebody well, else, all the responsibilities of drafting and all the personnel, that's not enough.
1: We should define what makes a great coach a great coach. Is it just winning? Was Vince Lombardi the greatest? Was, you know, what makes a great coach a great coach? And I, is it the ability to motivate? Is it ability to, is it a sense of humor? Is it, is it all those things? I, you know what? Maybe that's another story for another time because yeah. we spent a good hour. This hour has just flown, flown by. Uh, we've talked about a lot of different things, including David Beckham and Posh Spice, Napoleon,
2: I,
0: Shakespeare. Shakespeare. I got to get, get a spot That's in here for uh, our good pal uh, <coughs> George Gray. If you're thinking That's of a George, new George, vehicle,
1: George. go with burial buried? or cremation. This is really kind of the story. <laughs> <laughs>
0: George Gray will not talk about when you come get a car. He will not talk about c- uh, cremation or burial. I uh, promise, unless do. you ask him. <laughs> Well, if you're thinking about a new vehicle, go where Loby and Lynchy go. Go see our friend George Gray, the big wheel, we call him, at George Gray's Lexington Toyota. We have been customers for years because we know George will treat you right, and he will steer the conversation in the proper direction. They're a family-owned and operated dealership that we trust, and you can trust as well. So go see the big
1: wheel himself, George you know, Gray. Gray. George I mean, huh? You hear that noise behind me? No, were you banging? Is someone banging in the door? Guys outside the window, right? Yeah. I heard it. Yeah. Let
0: me. I talk.
1: Yeah. Go ahead. They're rude. George guys, If you don't, I'm going to stop this show. <laughs> Send Ted over. Get Napoleon. <laughs> I
0: don't
1: want to. I'm, not, I'm my, really, really impressed. String. String. Oh, if if I don't want to.
0: If you told us like 20 years ago that, that that three of us would be sitting there talking about um what's his name uh the, the uh artist there uh peter, oh yeah peter, no, lick. Lick. Peter, peter, lick. Lick. peter lick napoleon and shakespeare he would have looked at I me mean, like i
2: had nine heads yep you're probably here right we here,
1: you know, we here
0: we are here we
2: are and, and i'm having fun guys i mean i love it are you kidding me it's uh... <laughs> well, we just
1: made you the defensive coordinator of the patriots so that's a good start for <laughs> it's not a bad morning for you <laughs>
0: yeah yeah, we, we we won't even take a percentage. All we don't want, we just want you on the show.
1: That's all we want. We're going to blow it up. We got to blow. Figure out a way to blow it up and then replace it with you know quality <laughs> quality personnel. And I think we're doing fine.
2: It's it's going to take a, it's going to take a while, I think, to get to that point. But uh, you know, it, it's going to be a fascinating off guys. There's going to be a lot to talk about. So yep. you know, I'll, I'll be here if you uh, if you want. We're not done to- with you, Ted. I
1: can guarantee you that.
2: You got it. <laughs> all right. I'm always here for you guys. You know that.
1: I love it. That's I know. I appreciate it. It really makes makes life easy and great for us. We're
2: well, good. Good. I want the best.
0: You're the best.
1: Ted Johnson's our guest this week, folks,
0: and you can catch us anytime you want at UnAnchoredBoston.com.
1: UnAnchored Boston is a Burke Advertising LLC production. To learn more, go to UnAnchoredMedia.com.